Hey folks, John here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you more about a different perspective on the top problem we're solving, which is something I talk a lot about when it comes to what it is your software product does. Now, the things that I've said before are to ensure that you have a top problem we're solving. But what I want to share with you today is there are a lot of software products out there that have a top problem we're solving, but then they start adding to the experience. And sometimes before they even launch the software product, they lose sight of the top problem we're solving and they add a bunch of other features that provide little value as opposed to maintaining their focus on the top problem we're solving, which will provide the most value, which is by and large the key component to everything that it is that you're doing. And I'm going to share with you a couple of examples out in the wild in terms of how I've experienced them. Now, it's not issuing any kind of bias on any of these as solutions, but in my opinion, each of these solutions actually made the experience worse. And I see this quite a bit, not just with physical products, but also with software. It's a little bit easier to think of from the perspective of some physical products. So that's oftentimes why I use those as my example, but I've got examples for each. So the first I want to share with you because of my background in infrastructure engineering, which is basically like systems administration, we're doing a lot of server stuff, uh, network engineering, all that type of things. And it was largely related to the experience that we were trying to create in terms of how to manage basically a large network of computers at a large company. That's a big part of my background. And as part of that, I was working on the early versions of an infrastructure to try to virtualize all of that. I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase virtual server before. That's basically where we took like resources from a physical server and we chopped them up a bunch of different ways so that you didn't literally need to purchase or have a physical server as like a box with all of its own dedicated resources. And instead you could pull resources together with software, which was significantly more efficient and effective. So that virtualization technology made a big, big waves in systems administration. And it really reduced the cost of operation for servers and all that other kind of stuff for companies. Now the technology was extended to and through the desktop infrastructure as well too. And that was all of the like PCs or workstations and laptops that we were expected to manage for all the people that worked at the company. So that became known as VDI or virtual desktop infrastructure. Now, reason why I'm mentioning it is because for one of my consulting clients, I'm using it myself now and it's terrible. <laughs> and that's really the point of this episode. Now, it, the whole thing isn't terrible. The idea and concept and the theory is great. And it's one where if you have a laptop or a computer or whatever you're using of your own, you can fire up an application, log into what looks like another, basically like workstation or desktop. And the key advantages here were like security reasons. You had a consistent experience whenever you needed it. Whenever you logged in, it was the same. And you could also, it was more flexible and versatile. Like you could log in technically from anywhere. You can log in from multiple different devices. It helps companies that don't necessarily want to issue like actual like hardware to their workforce or whatever, but enables them to control security, so on and so forth. So there's a bunch of advantages, right? And this is what I mean by those are like the secondary tertiary problems to solve. Now, here's the underlying problem with VDI is the experience to the user in terms of their ability to be productive is often very poor. That's always been the case for me, even for the VDI infrastructures that I built myself is the technology just to me, never really seemed to live up to the hype of using an actual computer as like an employee or a team member. So it zapped the productivity. Lots of people have used VDI infrastructure and lots of people don't like it from the 
client's perspective, as in like if you're actually using one yourself because the performance isn't great. So the technology promises a lot and it does add value in a couple of bunch of like a bunch of other areas, which is related to like maintaining the infrastructure, but it's not it it takes away the value that was originally part of the whole process in having a productive laptop, desktop, whatever, having a productive work machine that made your team effective at what it is that they do. If you're taking that away, it doesn't matter what other problems you're solving, you're losing sight of the top problem we're solving. And that is to make sure that your workforce remains productive. Now, I see this in software all the time too, where people try to solve like secondary or tertiary problems and they lose sight of the primary objective or they don't have good context for it. So if that sounds like it might be something you're considering or where you're going, what you need to do instead is make sure that you are going to remain focused on the top problem we're solving. Ideally start there. Don't think about secondary or tertiary problems we're solving until you've really nailed the top problem we're solving. And only then should you consider expanding from there. And sometimes that isn't even necessary. But this example gives you at least one out there in the wild where the next generation of the evolution here actually made the experience worse from the perspective of the top problem we're solving. I'll share more examples like this in future episodes as well also. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.